The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits this year's Saturday, August 12th edition. Hope everybody had a good Friday and is looking to a fun, fun weekend ahead. We have an 11-game main slate to attack on your Saturday of action. Um, the rain out in Washington was just horrible yet again. The Nationals might be the worst team in all of baseball when it comes to figuring stuff out. And the worst part is, is they made their fans sit there for hours and pay for beers and food and said, okay, the rain has stopped. Go home. That's, that's, that's great baseball. I read that the Giants didn't even know the game was postponed until the Nationals TV guys went home. That's how bad they are. What a poor, poorly run organization. But that's a whole other story for a whole other day. We are going to bang this 11-gamer out because I have to go to San Francisco for a fantasy football draft with the likes of Ray Flowers from Fantasy Guru, Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm. you got Laura Michaels, Justin Mason from Friends of Fantasy Benefits, Sammy Reed from FI, and so many more. It's going to be a blast there in San Francisco. The Barf League, first annual NFL draft. They've done baseball for a few years. Looking forward to jumping in the baseball next year, but football kicking off today should be a blast, but we have 11 games to go to. You don't care about my schedule, so let's get at it. Uh, Weather-wise, uh, again in Washington, you got 25 to 30% chances of rain, so watch out there. Super humid, good hitting conditions. Uh, Mets, Philadelphia, really, really humid. you got Nolan and Mats in that one. Uh, Astros Rangers 30 to 55% chances of thunderstorms later in the game. Hopefully it's just a Texas thing and they scatter away. Uh, very, very hot, very, very good hitting environment in Texas as usual. And then Baltimore, Oakland, super humid as well. Your totals on your evening slate. You have the giants at the nationals a total of eight. That just seems like a, the wrong total with the Stratton versus Jackson. So keep an eye on that one. Mets, Phillies, eight and a half. You got Rockies, Marlins. Uh, we're waiting on the total there because Nicolino coming back for the Marlins. Royals against the White Sox, total of 10 Brewers. And the Reds waiting on that total because Scott Feldman makes his return for the Reds. You got Braves at Cardinals, total of nine. Astros, Rangers waiting on that total because Tyson Ross is back 
for the Rangers. We have a bunch of pitchers returning. Not great pitchers, but pitchers. Cubs, D-backs, 9.5. Orioles, A's, 9. Padres, Dodgers, 8. Angels, Mariners, 9. So once again, we have a lot of good totals to attack. Let's get into it. I have seven pitchers out of the 22 available we are going to look at. We're going to kick it off with Aaron Nola, 10-4 at home against the New York Mets. Nola's actually been much better DK-wise and overall-wise at home than on the road, getting you 24.5 points at home compared to 16.5 on the road. He's uh, been very, very good this season, especially since his return. He had 21 points in Coors his last time out. Against the Angels in Anaheim, not great, but then his last few home starts, 34.5 at home against the Astros, 31.6 at home against Milwaukee, 28.4 at home against San Diego, 32.8 at home against Pittsburgh, 30.9 at home against St. Louis, five straight outstanding starts at home. By far his biggest price tag we've seen this year. The last one I can remember was 9,100. It's steep, and we know the Mets can hit the ball. They've proved it yesterday. Uh, they strike out a little, a little over 19% of the time versus right-handed pitching. You do have an Aaron Nola who is sixth best in the barrel fifth the last 30 days, getting barrel 2.3% of the time, striking out 27.5% of the batters he's facing. Uh, on a slate where pitching is very, very, very bad. He's worth a look with the Mets total of 4.04, lefties 304. He's got great, great, great numbers against righties, 284 average versus righties. Um Obviously, the Mets have, you know, the Confortos, Cabrera's, Walker, who's actually heating up. The Grandy man playing every day since they got rid of Jay Bruce. A few of, That's a few of the lefties to look forward to. No Duda, no Bruce anymore. Uh, but a lot of righties as well. you got Suspedis, Rosario, uh, whoever's catching for him that night. So keep an eye on all that floor. As you got Dominic Smith, another left-handed bat that should be in the lineup. It's a steep price tag. It's risky, but I like the upside. Great swing strike rate, ground ball rate close to 50%, low hard contact. He might give up a few, but I think he'll rack you up the strikeouts, give you six, seven, maybe even eight solid innings on a, I guess, on a night with very limited pitching. Aaron Nola definitely near the top of things to do. Outside of him up top, Hung Jin Ryu at 9,700. I hate these Dodgers pitchers because the pitch count kills you, but he has been very, very good since returning to the rotation. His first start back, he only got 12.5. Then his last two, 26.2 at home against the Giants, 35.2 at the Mets. Went seven innings in both, zero runs in both, uh, 8Ks and 7Ks respectively, but still only 96 and 85 pitches. So I doubt he's get he's going to get maybe 95 to 100 pitches would be my guess. Hopefully he gets you six or seven innings because you are facing a Padres team. That is really bad. I did not want to pay 12-2. For Rich Hill, Rich Hill ended up getting to 22.7 points. That's fine. That's not 12-2 fine. It's fine. It would be $9,700 fine, especially on a slate with such bad pitching. I'd be all for 22.2 uh, points. You have a Padres team that strikes out 25.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Ryu has an amazing 12.1% swinging strike rate. Does give up some hard contact, but good ground balls, uh, low walk, good good K rate. All the things you're looking for, and the Padres have the lowest total on the slate of 3.19. Um, small sample because Ryu hasn't been around a ton this year, but lefty's 408, righty's 307. Uh, the Padres have a horrific 286 Woba, but like I said yesterday, they have an ISO of 152, which shows the power upside. You saw Margogo yard twice, Perella. Um, the, the little boys have some thump there in San Diego, so it's, it's not a sure thing, but the fact you're saving the money, <clears throat> you're saving going from Rich Hill to Ryu. I like the upside, and for 97, I can get behind it. So up top, Nola, Ryu in that order. 
when we go down in the below, if you're not paying up and just trying to save money for bats, which there are tons of bats today, uh, Dylan Bundy. He should be chalky, in my opinion. He's 8400 bucks. He's been amazing since uh, Tommy Joseph took over behind the dish. Not Tommy Joseph. Caleb Joseph. Last start against the Angels. 32.8 points, striking out 10. Hit 29.6 against Kansas City. Got hit around by Houston. That happens. But 19.9 against Texas. Um, a couple hiccups. It, it's, Tom, it's, it's Dylan Bundy. There's going to be hiccups. But overall, he's been much, much better. And he just saw with Ubaldo last night, who for 6500 Got you 23.8 points because he had double-digit strikeouts. Bundy's got that upside facing an A's team that strikes out 25% of the time versus righties. They do have some thump, but you see Bundy's swinging strike rate up to 10.2%. Ground ball rate's pretty low, which is uh, scary. But uh, as a whole, uh, good matchup. Lefty's hitting 336, righties 311 off Bundy. At $8,400, bucks, i will take the risk. Um, if the, the A's could run into some, there's no question about it. But give me the K upside. Give up two or three runs, and I will take what I can get. If you want to gamble, a guy we were riding for a while, he's kind of reverse, reverting back to the old form, 12.1 minus 111. Those are his last three starts. I'm talking Mike Fires. But that was when his price tags was 82, 85, and 10, two. He's back down to 78, back to the ranges we like. Last time he was in this mid-sevens. He was getting you 31 6-35-4, 13-5, 19-4, 15-2, 20.7, 17-6. That was when we were using him a lot and getting some nice, nice value with him. And the thing I like a lot is he's striking out guys very, very well of late. Six or more Ks in most of those starts. It's a scary matchup. It's in Texas where the ball is going to fly. And Mike Fires is giving up home runs yet again. 20.2% home run to fly ball. Still, his ground ball rate is only 44%. Hard contact is not super high at uh, 30.7. His K rate's up to 23%. And the Rangers strike out almost 24% of the time versus righties. So it's another one of those, hey, go get me six plus Ks. Give up a couple homers. That's fine. Try to limit them to solos or two-run shots if you can. But uh, all in all, not horrible. Lefties do hit 317. Righties 357. A 202 ice versus righties for the Rangers. That's terrifying. It's a very, very scary matchup. It's GPP only. I just wanted to bring them up for the upside, the K upside alone in that matchup that we could utilize again on a night when this pitching is just really, really bad. The, the good pitching today is on the three game slate, which you know me by now, not playing it. We're just doing the 11 gamer. That's what we're doing. So in the middle, you got Bundy, you got fires. That's what you're looking at there. Let's get to your bottom pitchers where it's pretty much, which risk do you want to take? That's the best way I'm going to put it. The guy I like the most is the first guy. His name is Jeff Hoffman of the Colorado Rockies. He is at the Miami Marlins, and he is $6,600. I have three guys down here. If you want to match them up and get all the bats, it's a gamble that might not be horrible. It might be horrible, but the price tag is worth it, in my opinion. Uh, It's just a weird slate, really, really weird slate because, again, I've said it, the pitching is just brutal because we've seen these guys pitch great, and we've seen them pitch bad. Like uh, Hoffman's last two starts have been at home, 26.8, 14.7. They had minus three at St. Louis, 11, minus 11.7 at home. That's understandable. But then 10.1 on the road, 17.6 on the road. Those are his last few road starts. But overall in the year, he's been great. 19.5 on average on the road, four and one record in six starts, 37 innings pitched, 36 strikeouts, only 15 earned runs. A lot to like with Hoffman. He was really, really good when he first came up. He's had some hiccups uh, second time through. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that through teams, but just kind of people get more video on them, more scouts, all that good stuff. I still like them tonight at 66, especially based on slates that we have. Um, 
The Marlins strike out 20.5% of the time, which I do like a lot. We have two or five guys on the the bottom 30 tonight on the barrel FIP, and Hoffman is one of them. He's 19th worst the last 30 days. He's getting barreled 4.2% of the time, which isn't that high, especially for this barrel percentage. He's just walking almost 12%, and his strikeout rate is down to 17.7% from his normal 20.2. He's just, he has struggled of late. It's Captain Obvious. That's why he's also down to 6,600, something to keep in mind there. Uh, lefties only hit him at 298, righties 374, so you got the reverse splits. Giancarlo Stanton has homered in 7 of 8. He has 40 homers. He'll probably go deep again tonight. He is an autoplay if you're not using Hoffman. I, I, I said it yesterday in the last few days. I just plug him in at least one of my lineups because he's hitting the ball so hard, he's going to go deep or hit one off the wall or something. That's just what Giancarlo is doing right now. It's just crazy. He goes over. That's fine. I'll play him again tomorrow because he's just hitting everything under the sun. Uh, but Hoffman at 66 can give up a few runs, get you some punch outs. Has upside as a punt play. Your other punts, Sean Manaya, 6,200 at home against the Baltimore Orioles. Manaya got beat up his last start at Anaheim and then against the Giants. But prior to that, 19-6 at Toronto. Beat up at the Mets, but then shut down Cleveland for 27 at home. 19.1 against Atlanta at home. 18.1 against Houston. 11-5 against New York. He pitches very well at home if you get my drift. Averaging 16.1 points per game at home this season. Going up against an Orioles team that does strike out over 24% of the time versus left-handed pitching, which is really catches my eye here. And you got Manaya 11th worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. Now, he's getting barreled almost 7.5% of the time. That's bad. He's still not walking many. Less than 5% walk rate, striking out almost 16%. So, strikeout numbers down. He's getting barreled more at the moment. That's why his price tag has dropped. Still has a swinging strike rate of 12.4, ground ball rate over 44%. Baltimore is hitting the baseball much, much better of late, but they still have a 4.44 total, which is one of the lower ones on the slate. Lefties are only hitting 247 versus Mania, righties 327. Good pitching ballpark in Oco. I know it's going to be humid there, so pick your poison like Mancini, Scary, Machado, Jones, Trumbo, Scope. Righty heavy lineup. No doubt about it, but at 6200 bucks, definite upside with Manaya. Definite blow-up, but definite upside. And the last one here, Scott Feldman of the Cincinnati Reds coming off the DL. Um, you know, got blown up at Washington the game before he went on the DL. Played Colorado prior to that and got beat up in Colorado. But then seven shutout innings against the Cubs for 31-4. Seven with two earned at the Nats for 20.4. 16.7 at Tampa Bay. Got hit around a little bit in San Diego. 25-4 against St. Louis. The upside is there. 28-9-9 a couple starts later against the Indians. The upside is there. He either pretty much gets beat up or he pitches a pretty good game. He's averaging 12.3 a game on the road. He's 5,700 bucks. He'll take 12.3 right now. And he got a Milwaukee team that strikes out a ton. We're talking almost 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. At home, it is over 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. They really get that bugaboo. You saw Homer Bailey actually pitch pretty well the first like one and a half to two times through the order. Then Homer Bailey started to show up. And it was time to go to the bullpen. Get five or six solid out of Feldman. Move on. No problem there. Lefties hit 356. Righties 309 versus Feldman. You're looking for limit the damage to three or three to four runs. Strike out seven or six, seven, eight, maybe. Give me five or six. Keep me in it. Feldman at 5,700 uh, is a intriguing, very solid, actually, uh, punt play with upside. 
The other guy would have been Brent Suter, but he's been burning me lately. But it would be so fitting for Brent Suter to throw a gym after slipping Jimmy got destroyed last night. So he's someone to keep in mind as well. But when we're looking punts, we are staying down with uh, Hoffman, Manaya, Feldman. I'm going to go in that order. But the more I look into Feldman, the more intrigued I get with what we can get out of him. Now let's go take a look at the bats on this 11-game slate. We kick it off at the catcher's position. Uh, Yadi Molina, 3800 bucks, continues to hit the baseball. If you're paying up, you go that direction. If not, you're going down to the likes of Buster Posey at 35 versus Edwin Jackson. I love he was 38 last night. I think these are Max Scherzer prices. So the Giants were cheap yesterday. Will be even cheaper today. Matt Wieters at 34 versus Stratton is in play. We told you the Nationals yesterday against Stratton is a must-look situation. That has not changed. Um, Yasmani Grandal versus Jalise Chassin. Chassin has been really, really good at home this year. L.A. is still a nice pitching ballpark, but Grandal against a pitcher like Chassin at 3,300 has tremendous upside. Uh, Manny Pena went deep yesterday for Milwaukee. He's 3,200 today. I'm not targeting him as much, but he's always in play. A guy like Cameron Rupp at 31 versus Steven Matz. We know Rupp can hit lefties very, very well. When you're looking at the Phillies team total on the day, it is a solid 4-4-6. Not, well, it's not as solid as other ones today, but it's not bad. Lefties 310, righties 323 off Steven Matz. And the Phillies have a 172 ISO. Nice, nice power. Their Woba is bad, but they have really good power versus left-handed pitching. So Steven Matz, he has struggled mightily since coming back the Phillies could be some value if you're going to pay up for a couple pitchers today uh, a place to find some value in this slate our boy Kevin Smith keeps hitting cleanup I know I like him a little more versus lefties but if he's still hitting cleanup tonight he's 2,900 versus Ian Kennedy he got seven more points last night he's averaging 7.4 his last 10 games a lot to like with Smith hitting in the middle of that White Sox order cheap 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 he's just like a guy my eyes go to immediately every time I look at the slate um, Austin Hedges, 29 versus Ryu is not bad at all. If Jorge Alfaro gets to start for Philadelphia, he is a power prospect, right-handed catching bat for the Phillies. If he gets to start over Cameron Rupp, you're giving him a look at 27 versus Steven Matz. That is a solid play as well. Um, other than that, you're going to kind of wait and see. Maybe Juan Centeno gets to start against, against Ross in Texas, if he's for the Astros, he's a nice left-handed stick at 2,600 with some power. I would definitely have some of him if uh, if you want to save some money with some upside. Jose Lobaton gets to start over Weeders at 25. That's not bad either. So uh, Jeff Mathis, 24 versus Lester. I'm not looking to fade Lester, but it is an option there. Bruce Maxwell at 23. He's just been so inconsistent. He started out playing so well, the good left-handed catching option. Just not the same anymore. Uh, so check lineups on that and see what you get. But let's move over to the first base position. We head over to first base. We got Joey Votto at 55 or Suter. Not bad at all. Cody Bellinger at 53 is a very, very nice play. But I'm looking at guys like Paul Goldschmidt. He went deep last night. Now he's facing Lester, who's a very good pitcher in his own right. But you are in Chase Field. Lefty-righty matchup. Goldie intrigues me at 52. I'm not, again, looking to target Lester. But it's a good GPP play because a lot of people won't be and the uh, D-backs have a great hitting environment that if Lester screws up at all, they can totally jump all over. Yuli Gurriel at 48 versus Ross is outstanding. I mentioned it over and over again. Gurriel loves right-handed pitching. Hits it with a lot of power. 
He's a really good play, especially if he's in the middle. It's like the sixth spot in that order. Freddie Freeman versus Carmart might be overlooked as well. 4600 is a bargain, is a discount on Freddie Freeman. He's first base, third base eligible. Carmart gets hit hard by lefties. I know he shut down the Royals last time, but I mentioned it against them. Hosmer and Moustakis both went deep. That's all you care about in DFS. If you're not using the pitcher, you could give two rats rear ends if he pitches great. As long as he gets the homers of the guys you play, that's all you care about in the grand scheme of things. Um, the Braves team totals 378, third lowest on the slate at the moment. We still have like six we're looking for. But righty's 242, lefty's 333, and they hit him with some power. So Freddie Freeman, he's been a little quiet of late. He's not the Freddie that's just dominating the world, but very intriguing. Same with Joey Gallo at 46. He has been on fire. Same price tag as Freddie, both first base, third base eligible. Gallo in a tremendous hitting environment, much better than Freeman's. Going up against Fires, who has a t- over 20% home run to fly ball. Um, if people haven't been paying attention yet, Joey Gallo loves to hit the fly ball way, way, way over the fence. So after an O for last night, kind of slowed his little hot streak down. He might be a guy to jump back on board with tonight. 4,600 against Matt Fires or Mike Fires. Um, you got Zimmerman at 46 for Stratton. That's definitely in play. Anthony Rizzo will be overlooked against Corbin at 45. Um, he hits lefties very, very well. So don't shy away from that if you want to be contrarian. Great matchup, great hitting environment there. A guy like Matt Carpenter, he's up to 4,300. Good matchup for Sims. Carp had 15 points last night. He's averaging 9.6 his last 10. He is always, always, always overlooked. Um, They have a 5-2-2 total. We're still waiting for six totals, but at the moment, that is the highest on the slate. Super small sample with Lucas Sims, but lefty's 313, righty's 387. So reverse splits on Sims. But um, Carpenter at 43... Could give you some nice relief. Um, a great play tonight is Eric Hosmer. I know I keep recommending the Royals, but you keep getting value on guys like Hosmer and Moustakis who just keep crushing the baseball. Moustakis more power than Hosmer, but both just been outstanding. He's 4,200 tonight against big game James. You like to target James Shields any time you can. And if you can get a first baseman with upside at 4,200, you look at it pretty good. As you scroll down some more, a guy like Mark Reynolds at 42 versus Nicolino is not bad at all. Eric Thames went deep yesterday's 4K tonight. Um, if you want to go below 4K at first base outfield eligible, Trey Mancini against Sean Manaya at 3800 bucks is nice. Mancini averaging eight points his last 10 games. Double donged two games ago. It's kind of slumping prior to that, so kind of beware a little bit if you have to. But um, Baltimore lefties 247, righties 327 off Manaya. Like I mentioned, a lot of righties in that Baltimore lineup is the scary part with Manaya. Good K upside, but Mancini could run into one at 38. That is pretty solid there. Um, Look at guys like Yonder Alonso at 37 versus J.C. Ramirez. Yonder's just been super, super slumpy, so I'm not looking to go nuts on him, but uh, you know what you can get. J.C. is the 18th worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. He's getting barreled 4.26% of the time, walking over 10 percent of the batters he is facing so keep that in mind when you're looking at jc ramirez and the bats against him uh, as you go down some more you got like will myers at 37 with ryu if you want to go that route it's not like overly exciting jose abreu versus ian kennedy at 35 is intriguing for the fact that in kennedy loves to be he's a big big fly ball pitcher lots of a home run upside there um, against kennedy if you want to go in gpp style i can understand it Uh, like Matt Adams at 32. He's been super quiet, but I can understand the appeal 
against Carmart, who gets hit hard by lefties. Mike Napoli at 31 versus Mike Fires. Um, again, it's more just, is he going to give it up or not? But with Mike Fires, you're looking at reverse splits. Lefties 317, righties 357. By any means, does that mean I don't like Joey Gallo? Heck no, I love Joey Gallo if you're fading Fires. But Mike Napoli at 31, nice right-handed power bat, super quiet, not playing every day now. So that's something to keep an eye on. He very, very, he played last night, but prior to last night, he hadn't played since the 6th of August. But in his last three games that he has played, 6, 6, and 7 points for 3,100. In a good environment against uh, Fires could be interesting. Uh, Adam Lind, 3K versus Stratton is outstanding. First base outfield. When the lineup came out yesterday, he was batting seventh. So keep an eye on that one. Then other than that, you're looking at like Dominic Smith, 2,600 versus Aaron Nola. The power hitting prospect came up, played his first game last night, one for three. Got you three points. Um, super, super talented hitter. Talked about him on Around the Bases this last week. Um, listen to that episode 24th, myself and Boston Moe. Around the bases with Bubba and Mo. Check it out on iTunes and SoundCloud. But more importantly, Dominic Smith, 26, is some power. A guy like Reese Hoskins was batting cleanup for Philadelphia yesterday. Power, power, right-handed bat. Superpower. Hasn't had a home run yet in the bigs. He's 2,500 facing Steven Matz in that ballpark. Today could be the day if you're punting at first base. And then a guy like Matt Olson of the A's. He's first base outfield eligible. We loved him when he was first up. He went down. He's back up. Went deep last night for 16 DraftKings points. He's 2,300 versus Dylan Bundy. So you got some value down here. Smith and Hoskins are first base only. Olsen has outfield eligibility as well. Three young prospects. And then obviously we mentioned him yesterday. First base, third base eligible for the Gigantes. Another prospect. He has struggled to start the year, but hey, most prospects do. He's Ryder Jones and he's $2,000. Too bad we don't have really great pitching tonight because that's four options below 3K with good, good power upside. Hoskins I like the most out of the three. Then Olsen... Then probably Smith, then Ryder Jones if you need to rank them. I don't think you're going to need them at all, but if you really want to get weird and like stack the top three outfielders and something else, you could use one of those guys as a punt. Second base, Jose Altuve at 5,700 every day. Daniel Murphy, 5K. Chris Taylor at 48 is not bad versus Chassin. Uh, Whit Merrifield leading off for Shields at 42. I like the power upside bats tonight like usual, but Merrifield not bad at all. Uh, Paul DeYoung, 4,100. Second base shortstop got you another 16 points last night. Couple doubles, RBI, three RBIs. The guy just continues to rake. 4100 bucks. He's too cheap night in and night out. I will, I will drop 1600 dollars off Altuve and take Dejong if I have to, or I'll take him more. I usually take him at shortstop, and because that, that's a, a position that's just not that intriguing. As you go down some more, guy like Javi Baez hits lefties really, really well, and he's in a great ballpark. Second base shortstop, 4K versus Corbin. That has some value to you there. As you go down some more, you got like D. Gordon at 3,900. First Hoffman, not too shabby. Um, Jonathan Scope, that price tag has dropped a ton as he's, you know, he was on a tear from the Greek gods, if you believe in Greek gods. He had 12 points last night, still averaging 7.1 his last 10, but before his 12-pointer, it was 2, 3, 3, 3, and then the monstrous stretch he was on. So he's had a couple slow days. He's 37 versus Manaya. That is a discount for the potential you get with Jonathan Scope. Again, if you're not using Manaya to get a bat like that at 37 is not too bad. Uh, Johnny VR at 37. He went deep yesterday facing Feldman. Um, when you're facing Feldman, righties hit 309. Lefties 356. So Thames, Shaw, VR, 
these are kind of bats you're looking at. VR at 37 with that upside is pretty nice. If Chase Utley cracks the lineup at 37, you can go there, but I'd probably go elsewhere for the power of potential. Like a guy like Yoan Mankata at 36. I've been sneaking him in the lineups lately. He went deep a couple nights ago. Averaging 7.1 his last 10. Before his three-pointer yesterday, it was 21, 11, 9, 6, 3, 8, 8. He might be slowly figuring it out. He's got power-speed combo. There's a reason he was one of the top prospects in all of baseball. He's 3,600 against Ian Kennedy. That's not too shabby. Robinson Cano is too cheap yet. Again, when he's not in the high fours, he's too cheap to me. He's 3,600 tonight against J.C. Ramirez, who loves to give up hard contact. So Cano at 36, you're getting a steal right there. Just ridiculous pricing. Uh, as you go down some more, you can get like Yolmer Sanchez at 32, Rugby Abdor at 32. You're looking for boom or bust with those kind of guys, but they're not bad if you want to save a few more dollars. Uh, Brandon Drury hits lefties extremely well. He's 2,900 versus a Lester. Some power potential below 3K at the second base position if you're looking that direction. Um, other than that, it's pretty bleak down here as I continue to scroll and find absolute Caleb Cowart, 22 for the Angels if you need to absolutely punt. Then Ozzie Albies is 2K. He's a right-handed bat versus C-Mart. We prefer, oh, he's a switch hitter. My bad. I swore he was only right-handed when I checked before. Ozzy Albies is 2K. He hit a home run last night. He had 21 points yesterday. He started out slow, like I said, most prospects do, but 21 and 7 his last two, slowly getting it going. He's only 2K versus Carmart. I wish he was hitting higher in the order, but still not too bad for a punt play. Third base, you got Arenado at 54 versus Nicolino. Arenado went deep yesterday, first to 100 RBIs on the season. Don't forget, it was only August 10th. He still has over a month and a half to play. That is insane. Uh, Arenado at 54 is a solid, solid play against Nicolino. Nicolino is not that good at pitching. Just That's the nicest way I can say it. Lefty's 333, righty's 362. If this was in Coors Field, the total would be like 70. Justin Turner at 48, not too shabby. Bregman's on fire. Freeman, I mentioned, at 46. You get Machado at 46. That's a pretty darn good play. Travis Shaw didn't go ding-dong yesterday, which was disappointing, but he's 46 again tonight. He still got seven points last night. Not like he did nothing, but you wanted more. And you might get it tonight against a guy like Feldman. Feldman's either going to shut these guys down or he's going to get beat up. It's just two ways about it. Gallo at 46, we like a ton. Chris Bryant at 45, not shabby. Moustakis, we mentioned Hosmer was 42. You get the Moose at 44, averaging 10.3 his last 10. He double-donged yesterday for 28 points. He's got 34 homers on the year. He's still hitting 282. At 4,400, that is a great play. Beltre, we mentioned the reverse splits with fires at 44. Beltre is definitely in play tonight. Kyle Seager's at 43. I'd rather pay up for the other guys, but I see a GPP-wise going Seager. I won't be going him. It's totally if you want to be that one guy like that owns him and hopes he goes off. That's all you're using Seager for because you know he can go deep, especially against a bad pitcher like Ramirez. You're just not paying that tag. If he's down in the threes, you think about it a little more. But you can get a guy like Eugenio Suarez who mashes left-handed pitching. He uh, had a big 3-for-3, three 2-RBI three, night for 19 points last night. He's averaging 9.2 his last 10 games. He's facing a lefty in Suter who gives it up from time to time, and he's only 3700 bucks. I'd save the 600 on Seager and go to Eugenio Suarez, who I like a ton at that price tag if you aren't paying up at third base. Mikel Franco, he's not the most consistent guy in the world, but has tremendous power potential. He's 3400 against Steven Matz if you really want to save at the position. Derek Jeter, 34, not too shabby himself. Uh, when you keep looking, you'll find our usual suspects down below here. 
if he's playing. He was banged up the other day, but I'm pretty sure he's in the lineup. Yeah, he was. Matt Chapman is down to 3,100. He has tremendous power versus right-handed pitching. He's facing Bundy, who, remember, does give up some hard contact. Um, if you want to get weird, you go to Chapman at 21. I wouldn't personally, but I understand it. And then again, you got Ryder Jones, first base, third base eligible for the Gigantes at 2K. Shortstop, Marwin Gonzalez at 5,000 against Ross is very, very tasty. Um, as you go down, you got like Andrus, Gene Segura, Corey Seager at 46 against Chastin. Lefties hit Chastin very, very well. Um, the Dodgers have a 481 total. Righties 288, but lefties 337. So Seager at 46 is very solid. But my guy to start off with, he went deep off a righty yesterday. He's averaging 11.8 his last 10. He has four homers in his last 10 games. He had 28 points last night. He's facing the lefty and suitor. He's 4400 bucks. He is Zach Cozart. I love him against lefties. He will be my top shortstop. And then you go down to like DeJong at 41, who I like a ton. I mentioned Tim Anderson yesterday. He was tremendous value. He's averaging 9.9 his last 10 games. He went deep for 21 points. He's 4K versus Ian Kennedy. Leading off, I can get behind it. I'd rather pay cheaper. I like him when he's in those threes, the mid to low threes. But no one owns him. Even yesterday, he wasn't owned. Um, he's hitting really, really well. Double digits in three of his last four and some more past that. He's been hitting really, really well at 4K. You got Javi Baez, who does hit lefties well at 4K. Orlando Garcia, if he's at the top of the order, he was back down below yesterday, so it turned me off of him, but he's 39. I want him up top. I know he can do it down below, but I want him up top if I'm going to use him at that price tag. Uh, Freddie Galvez switch hitting at 36. I don't mind that at all. Tim Beckham at 33 versus Sean Manaya. That has some upside. It'd be nice if he's higher up in the order, but he had eight more points last night. He has 12.9 his last 10, and since coming over to... Uh, Baltimore, he's been on fire, absolutely on fire. The guy people thought he could be, and that and his price tag was through the roof. When I didn't want to use him, thirty-three versus a lefty like Manaya, I had zero problem using Tim Beckham. This is like kind of the Anderson play yesterday. He was at thirty-six. I like this play now at the price tag at the matchup at thirty-three hundred. I can definitely get behind that. So if you don't want to pay up and you save money for elsewhere, thirty-three hundred with some upside is very very good with Tim Beckham. Um, as we go below three K. It, it's been pretty bad lately at shortstop, to be completely honest with you. You're looking at guys like Miguel Rojas, who I mentioned is like our new JT Riddle. He's 2,400. Didn't do anything last night. He's averaging about five points a game. And that's our JT Riddle for you. Other than that, there's not much down here. So I probably wouldn't go past um, Beckham at 33. You're going to kind of stay in that, you know, 45 to, you know, the Cozart at 44 to 33 range at shortstop, in my opinion. Heading to the outfield, you got Blackman at 57s in play, Trout 56, Harper 55, all in play. Stanton, if you're not using Hoffman at 54, yes. Springer went deep yesterday at 53. These are all obvious. They're all over 5K. Bellinger at 53, yes. I love J.D. Martinez tonight at 51 versus Lester. That's a contrarian play to me because, again, people won't target Lester. Great hitting environment. J.D. Martinez matches everybody. So it's sneaky play there. Nelly Cruz at 5K. Let's get below the 5K. Those are all obvious. Like, I love Bryce Harper versus Stratton. I think it's phenomenal. Mike like every day, Stanton. Yes, like them all. That's the stuff you don't need to listen to the podcast to figure that stuff out. That's simple. Ryan Braun at 47 is nice because you're looking at lefties versus Feldman. So maybe people overlook Braun. Um, he's been hitting really, really well. 15 more points last night, averaging eight points his last 10. With the power upside, you know, Braun brings to the table. 
Um, it's not a horrible play. I do like Adam Duvall more at 46 against the lefty suitor. That's a very, very nice play. Josh Reddick at 46. Reddick gets overlooked a lot, and he has been on fire this year. He's slumped in the last like week, but overall having a phenomenal season. Uh, Conforto, if you're fading Nola, is not a, a bad play. He went deep yesterday. A guy I continue to use and continues to be low-owned, Dexter Fowler at 4,500. Only got six points last night, but averaging 11.6 prior to last night, 31, 18, 14, 14 since his return from the deal. That's been outstanding. 4,500 versus the youngster Sims. I can get behind Dexter Fowler. He's batting cleanup in that lineup. You get him, DeJong batting third. Nice little one-two punch. I don't mind that at all. The Milkman, 44 versus Big Game James. Even Low Kane at 44. I prefer my lefties versus Shields. But uh, lefties three... Or no, that's the wrong team. Lefties 390, righties 363. So righties are just fine, but you can see why I like those lefties at 390. You can get like a Hosmer, Moustakis, Melky, like three, four, five in the lineup, three-man stack, and just... Pray those are the ones that go off because that's nice and very affordable. 42, 44, and 44. It's not bad at all for the upside. Brian Goodwin was 3,800 yesterday versus Stratton. I absolutely loved it. He's 44 today. I still like it a lot, but I'm bummed by that price increase. That really sucks, but definitely upside there. That K with the Chris Davis at 43 has good potential. Uh, as you go down, you're looking at guys like AJ Pollock, 42 versus Lester. It's lefties really, really well. Uh, Carlos Gomez at 41 is a GPP play versus Fires, I can see. Uh, Lurie Garcia. I like him leading off. He's down to 4K. It's a little more respectable. It was getting a little crazy there when he was in uh, the highs, he, but he dropped down to the threes, so I was starting to use him. 4K, I can still get behind because he's facing a guy like Ian Kennedy. He only had five points last night, but I've been using him 12 and 14 the prior two. GPP-wise, he's sneaky. I, I don't mind him, especially when he's leading off. Eric Thames at 4K uh, is not bad. Derek Fisher, he's batting ninth lately, but in that Houston order, it really doesn't matter as much. Obviously, you want the leadoff, the extra at-bats. I get all that. Totally get it. 4K is intriguing. Same with Granderson at 4K, playing every day. Uh, Suspedis, I liked. I told you I loved him yesterday. He went deep. Nola is phenomenal against righties, so I'm not looking to target him. I'm looking, not looking to target Nola, period, but I get the need to if you want. Chu at 3,900. Ozuna at 39, both in play. Avisal Garcia, 38. We've confirmed against lefties and righties, but definitely worth a look at 3,800. Mentioned Trey Mancini at 38. Uh, Schwarber went deep last night. How'd that go? Yep, told you sneaky. Christian Yellow, 38. Still extremely nice. If you're not stacking the 3-4-5 in Kansas City, Brandon Moss at 3,700. He's got three homers his last 10. He went 0 for 1 yesterday. He's not starting every day. Um, in nine points the game before. If he's in the lineup at 37 against big game James, that's a nice GPP play. Adam Jones at 37. Uh, Matt Joyce at 37, both very solid. If Gerard Dyson's leading off, I can understand 37 for him, but I want more power. So just throwing him out there if you're using like a stack, wanting some steals to score some runs. But other than that, no. Uh, Cole Calhoun against Rosmo Ramirez at 3,600. I like that upside there. From the lefty bat of Calhoun. When you're looking at Erasmo. Um, the Angels. Lefty's 376. Righty's 289. Lefty's 376 against Erasmo Ramirez. When you scroll down some more. You got um, Trumbo at 34 is okay. Albert Amaro Jr. at 34 for the White Sox. Hits lefties very, very, very well. That's what he's there for is his splits. 
Uh, last few games against lefties, he was batting second when they were in San Francisco. If he's batting second at 34 in that lineup, I could definitely get behind that. Um, as you go more, it's getting bleak already. This isn't good. Um, you know, Adam Engel versus Kennedy at 32 is okay. Nick Markakis and Ender and Ciarte, two left-handed bats versus Karmar at 3,200. If you're paying down, they have upside for you. Enciarte over Marquecas for me. Denard Span at 3,200 versus Edwin Jackson. I like that a lot. Again, you're going to get the Giants at Scherzer pricing. Keep that in mind. Uh, Jose Perella, Renfro, Margot, all 3,100 versus Hanjin Ryu. Perella and Margot, I believe Perella went deep yesterday. I know Margot went deep twice. Yes, Perella did. Perella's averaging 10.7 in his last 10. He has been on fire. Hits lefties. Very, very well. And so does Margot. Margot's double dong yesterday for 28 points. He's averaging 8.8 .8 his last 10. So Margot and Perella, if you want to be very, very GPP contrarian, are sneaky plays at 3,100. That's why I tweeted out yesterday, there's some value at the Padres right-handed bats versus Hill if you want to go that way. Those were two of the guys that I was looking at and had in my lineup, one of them. Uh, Adam Lind at 3K. I mentioned him earlier. Jarrett Parker is 32 yesterday against Jackson. He's 3K tonight. I love that. The power potential. I went on and on and on about how well he's doing in his recent call-up. He's batting third usually in that lineup. I like that a lot at 3K. Um, you go down some more. Below 3K has been not good. Not good. Like Alex Gordon at 24. It's not bad if you need a punt. Olsen, 23. I mentioned him earlier. Not bad, bad. Um, just kind of hit and miss on what you get here. I think I went by a name I was looking for. Yeah, Hunter Pence is 3,300. I, I missed him earlier. He's on fire right now. I know it's a right-handed bat versus Edwin Jackson, but it's Edwin Jackson. Let's not get it twisted. So he's not a bad play at 33. So there's definite value. Again, too bad we don't have pitching. But if, say you want to go Nola and Ryu, you got options. That's one thing you definitely have, options. Let's look, uh, recap your pitching up top. Nola, Ryu, 1-2. In the middle, Bundy fires, 1-2. Down below, Hoffman, Manaya, Feldman. Um, let's look at your BVP real quick here for your 11-game evening slate. Uh, you got Pablo Sandoval again. Uh, these are from yesterday. I'm not using Pablo, but he's 8 for 16, two doubles and a homer. You got uh, B. Cross, got two doubles, three for 11. Nick Hundley, 6 for 16 with a double. Pence has got two doubles against Ejax. Uh, Conforto, two for five with a homer off of Nola. Walker, one for two with a homer. Small samples, but lefties can hit Nola. He's been much, much better. And when he's in his zone like he is right now, he's better. That's why I don't have a problem if you don't have a Nola lineup or you want to have one to kind of cover your bases if you have them in some others. There are some lefty bats in that lineup that could be very useful. Uh, Mancata, one for two with a triple off Ian Kennedy. Jose Abreu, 6 for 16 with a homer. I like 375 average. Um, Tim Anderson, 2 for 9 with a double. Alcides Escobar, 5 for 11 with a double and a triple off big game James. Moustakas, 3 for 7 with a homer. Um, Hosmer's taking a deep. Alex Gordon's taking a deep. Milkman, 7 for 30 with two doubles. Hernan Perez, 2 for 2 with two triples off Scott Feldman. Travis Shaw, 4 for 8 with a homer. Uh, Braun's taking him deep as well. Joey Votto, two for two with a double off Brent Suter. They have only barely seen him, of course. Freddie Freeman, three for five with a homer off Carmart. Enciarte, four for eight. Something to keep in mind there. Gallo, one for three with a homer off Fires. 
Andrus has two homers off fires. Beltre's taking him deep. Odor's taking him deep. Napoli's taking him deep. Altuve, two for three. That's double off Ross. Of course, small samples, folks. Yeah, Goldschmidt, five for eight lifetime off of uh, Lester with a homer. Told you that was sneaky. Pollock, five for 12 with a double and a triple. I and that is even taking him deep, but a bad average. Got Ian Happ, two for two with a homer. Rizzo, two for six with a homer. Baez has taken Corbin deep as well. Uh, Nelson Cruz has a homer off J.C. Ramirez. So does Yonder Alonso. Trout, eight for 20 with two doubles and a homer off Rosmo. Cameron Maben, four for 10 with a double. Andrelton Simmons, three for nine with a double. Calhoun's got a double. Justin Turner, five for 13, two doubles off Chassin. Jock Jams and Bellinger have both taken him deep as well. So is Grandal. And then Salarte, three for six with two doubles lifetime off of Ryu. So there you have it with your BVP. Uh, you know what to do with the stacks. Lefties versus Feldman. Um, but I like Braun as well. Don't sleep on that. Houston Astros, Ross has reverse splits. Lefties, 313. Righties, 404. You have every Astro in play every night. But keep that in mind. I told you how much I love Gurriel versus right-handed pitching. Well, right-handed bats love Tyson Ross. So that's like a match made in heaven. Springer's is expensive. Altuve as well. But it's a good stack if you want to save money on pitching or punt a couple other positions. Um, 317 for lefties, 357 for righties versus fires. Keep that in mind. Nicolino is just a gas can. Um, reverse splits for Hoffman versus the Marlins. The Reds are definitely in play. Lefties actually hit Suter better than righties, but I still love Cozart and Suarez and Duvall. Love those three bats. Uh, Cardinals versus Lucas Sims. Lefties 313, righties 387. Royals versus Big Game James. That's easy. Dodgers, lefties versus Chassin. Um, yeah, I like the White Sox being sneaky versus Kennedy. You got tons and tons to like tonight. The lefties versus J.C. Ramirez for the Mariners. Um, yeah, Angels lefties versus Rossimo. Everyone's in play. You got Edwin Jackson pitching. You got Stratton pitching. There's just bats for days. It's just all about finding that pitching. Nola, Ryu up top. Bundy fires in the middle. Hoffman, Mania, Feldman down below. Good luck with your 11-game slate. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll be back with you Monday. Check us out on Twitter at thesportsdegens.com, thesportsdegens. Uh, listen in to Around the Bases, episode 24, Bubba and Mo talking a lot of fun stuff. Are the Cardinals lost? Have they lost their way? The Dodgers are red hot, and so, so much more. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the EPL coverage from Squanto. You have the DFS, the bets, lots of good stuff there. You got Josh G, the real Josh G, with his NASCAR preview of the Pure Michigan 400. That is up and posted Tons going on. Um, the new edition of the Saturday Edge with featuring the Sports DJs Doc recording, I believe Sunday night, previewing the SEC and the what else did he say? The SEC and one other conference. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but also check out the Barf League Twitter. There's a a Barf handle. There's going to be mine. You know, Ray Flowers, Bender, Sammy, Justin Mason, Laura Michaels. Everyone's going to be tweeting it out later. We start drafting about 3:30 Pacific time in the city. Lots of fun there. But more importantly, good luck on your 11-game slate. Hit me up on Twitter, at BDNTrick, with any questions you have. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Saturday, August 12th edition. I'm out.